Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today we are talking about policies that you should revisit and how to communicate them to your clients. Also, I'd just like to take a second to thank our sponsor, Prolong Lash Cleanser, and more on that later. Um, let's get right into the episode. First and foremost, your policies should be clearly stated on your website and your booking system. I feel like what is missing a lot of the times from clients is just the expectations in advance. Um, a lot of times there are blurred lines or just clients that are unaware of your policies and then all of a sudden when you try to enforce one they feel blindsided or it just becomes like a confrontation or awkwardness. Something that also may not seem very obvious to clients is endearing terms like hey girl, hey love or even texting clients to be like, hey, can I move your appointment to this time or that time? You're just kind of opening the door for them to do that back to you. Like, hey, I'm actually running 10 minutes late. Is that fine? If you excuse it one time, they kind of expect it in the future. And so then when you try to pull out like, hey, this is my policy, they're kind of confused why all of a sudden you're changing your tone. So it's best to remain professional with your clients all of the time and just set those expectations in the beginning. It should also be on your website. So that way when they're first booking with you they already see like okay she's this type of professional and she's you know I can't walk over her or like I kind of have to like commit to the times that I'm trying to book for also you want to find a booking software that takes credit cards it elevates you immediately and helps you enforce your policies so with that being said The first policy that you should have a look at is your cancellation policy and look at where it's posted and how it's stated on your website. It's completely up to you whether you want to have like a, they have to give you notice within 12 hours or 24 or 48, but it's customary to actually send a reminder and make sure that they confirm the appointment. Uh, Sometimes people input the wrong phone number or email um, and you'll see that it bounced. Hopefully your booking system shows you whether they have confirmed via text or email. And if they haven't, just call them and just make sure that they're coming. That just leaves you with less um, like last minute, like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot. So hopefully uh, your booking system already has that. And if you don't have a booking system, that is another reason why you should have it. Just from those automated confirmations, it saves you time. In the event of a cancellation, it is up to you also whether you want to give them a freebie or especially for like emergency situations if you'll waive it. But I think a lot of um, importance should be placed on like the way that you communicate that you're waiving it. Not just no worries, like let me know when you want to reschedule, but instead saying if it is a true emergency, of course, Something along the lines of, thank you for letting me know, I completely understand. I'll go ahead and waive the cancellation fee for this time. Uh, Let me know when you would like to reschedule or something along those lines because just saying the fact that you are waiving it for this time specifically, um, it lets them know that like, hey, you can't do this to me again. Keep in mind that every time somebody late cancels on you and you can't fill the appointment, that's lost income. And that really adds up over time, especially if it's like an everyday thing. So if this is a recurring issue for you, I encourage you to take a look at the policy as it's stated on your website. Make sure that you're securing credit card information and your confirmation texts have in there like... Uh, if you want to cancel or reschedule to avoid the cancellation fee, make sure to contact me by this time. That way you're able to fill the spot and um, it's not hurting your company. 
Another thing to think about is that if you are constantly canceling on clients and trying to move their appointments around, they kind of feel like they can do the same. I'm not saying that's right, but it is off-putting to a client whenever you're constantly doing that as well. My advice is to make the decision of whether you're going to have a zero tolerance policy on late cancellations or if you um, are going to excuse like one emergency per client. At the very least, just make sure you have a way to indicate whether you have waived it in the past for someone or not. And obviously, they wouldn't explicitly know that you would do that. Uh, to them, that you just have this policy about cancellations. And if between you and the client, you want to do that at your discrepancy, then that is your call. And I want to reiterate, if you do do this, you have to make sure that you... Um, express to the client like, hey, this time I'm waiving the cancellation fee. Next time there is going to be this charge. And then you actually have to enforce that if that happens. Otherwise, it is going to keep happening. If you have a zero tolerance policy on it, enforce that as well. The way that you communicate that is just like, hey, thank you so much for letting me know. I can go ahead and charge the card on file for the cancellation fee. It is this amount. Let me know if you'd like to reschedule and just leave it at that. If you say things like, hope you understand or I'm so sorry or like these long explanations or even like going back and forth via text, that is just not even necessary. Your policy should be clearly stated, clearly communicated. They should have the um, awareness of what it is. Uh, before booking with you. And if you have a policy on late cancels within a certain amount of time frame and a client doesn't abide by that, then you do have to enforce it. And like I said, if you are going to um, waive something in an emergency situation at your discretion, just make sure you communicate that clearly that it's not going to be like allowed to be repeated over and over. The next policy is your late policy. So a lot of times in the beauty industry, certain services have to have a specific amount of time for the service to actually be performed correctly. So an example of that would be getting your nails done because obviously if you have an appointment for that and only this much time, you can only get like nine fingers out of 10 done, um, you know, hypothetically. And then say you're late to a hair appointment and it's, you know, they're lightening your hair. Obviously they need enough time to bleach the hair. So there's a certain like threshold for lateness that a company can permit without for like, you know, having to reschedule the person. So in a situation of just lash extensions, technically a client can be late and you can still do as many lashes as you can do in the amount of remaining time that there is. If that is the case, if you allow somebody like, you know, they're running 20 minutes behind, instead of losing out on that entire hour, go ahead and charge them for that whole hour and work the remaining 45 minutes. Something that you can do to prevent that from happening again is just saying like, I... I have somebody behind you, like say their appointment's at one. I do have somebody coming in at two, but I can get you as full as I can as soon as you get here. And then when she's come, when she comes in, just do as much as you can, but then tell her like, hey, if we need to adjust the times that you're normally booked for, let me know. That way we can not cut into your lashing time next time. Something like that, um, just to like preface it before like it happens again. I think sometimes people repeatedly come in late when you're like, okay, no worries, I'll see you when you get here type of thing versus like, okay, I do have someone at this time. 
If it is a situation of a lash lift where there's like a chemical process happening and you actually need a certain number of minutes to actually perform the service, there is a threshold of probably about 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes that they can be late before you do need to actually reschedule the appointment. So um, that should be clearly stated on your website as well. Like you cannot be more than X amount of minutes late in general. You don't need to basically like list it for each service, but um, I do think like stating that would really help your clients like come in on time. Additionally, if you have some sort of like welcome email, even if it's automated, it could have your policies listed at the bottom along with like make sure you are on time, appointments that are X amount of minutes late or subject to a rescheduling and late cancellation fee or something like that to prevent that from happening in the first place. It's really rare that people are late to appointments in my business, but um, if you feel like it's a repetitive thing, a lot of times it might be because that client has like gotten away with it before and you just need to watch how you handle that the first time to like nip it in the bud. Um, if you have time after, so say it's like an hour appointment and you end up having, you have like a 30 minute gap after the client, instead of saying, no worries, I have time after you see you when you get here, you can say, actually, I have an opening, you know, at 1.30 and so I can move your appointment from 1 to 1.30. That sounds a lot different than just being like, it's okay, like just come in whenever, I'll see you when I see you and I'm just available all the time. It kind of just sets it up to where like she's actually changing her appointment time and you're not giving any false expectations for like future times where they can just like be willy-nilly with like when they want to show up. I'd like to just take a quick second to thank my sponsor, Prolong Lash Cleanser, for sponsoring this episode. Prolong Lash is a truly oil-free lash cleanser designed specifically for eyelash extensions. I have a feeling you've heard of this brand before because so many artists use it. They have a lot of different sizes that you can order of this product that you can pre-mix or that you can send home with your clients to mix. This cleanser is proven to extend the lifespan of uh, eyelash extensions and it's so popular that they have resellers in over 70 countries. If you'd like to learn more about Prolong Lash or order your own, you can head to ProlongLash.com. I'll put the link in the show notes below. Thank you again to Prolong for sponsoring this episode and let's get back to it. The next policy I want to talk about is new client fills. When you have a client that is looking to come to you to completely transfer from another salon, I feel like that's a really good opportunity to educate the client and uh, usually gain a really loyal client because chances are they were unhappy with something at their previous place and they're looking for someone to kind of like save them. A lot of times some people aren't even sure how bad the work is and then there's sometimes where the work is actually really great and someone's just moving away. In a case where somebody is not intending to switch salons and they're just calling because they're looking for a place to get them in for a quick fill because someone is out of town, their last person isn't available or whatever it might be. I actually don't prioritize. I hope this doesn't sound bad or come across the wrong way, but I I don't usually prioritize to fit them in um, the schedule because that person's just never gonna be back. And a lot of times new client fills are a lot of work because there's a lot of education involved. Sometimes there's a little bit of like um, back and forth with like 
you know, the client is maybe not understanding that their lashes are damaged or something, nine times out of 10, it's a little bit more work than just um, seeing a regular, right? So taking someone in that isn't going to be a consistent client for me is not necessarily a priority. And I'd rather not have availability, if you will. It's different when somebody already is unhappy and is like setting out to look for a new place versus somebody who you can tell their loyalty is still lying with their original artist. They just need you um, for something quick. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, so moving forward with if you are going to take new client fills or not, I feel like some artists are, you know, if they're super booked, um, they really don't need to take new client fills. They can absolutely just have a policy that's like, hey, I don't do this, um, book a removal and full set and problem solved. If you're somebody that's still building your clientele, um, you might want to consider having a new client fill option on your menu that's maybe booked out for longer time. There's a few things that you have to consider, especially if you don't see them for a consultation prior. You're kind of just taking a gamble and hoping that you can work with what they have in the set, even if you book it for a longer time. So there are several methods of taking a new client fill. You can require photos to be sent to you before the appointment, and that way you can um, gauge how long they, you need to book. Another option is to um, not book it at all and just have a consultation booked and then you can book something moving forward. Um, and then the last option is kind of just booking out a standard like, you know, two hour appointment for a new client fill and just hoping that you can get as much done in that two hours. Even if there is a removal involved, you technically could do as much as you can with the remaining two hours or like worst case scenario, they come in, you're not able to work on them, you lose out on those two hours, you do a removal, they book a full set on another day, but you just lost out on that time that you had set out for them. So it's a lot of things to think about. Um, this is why a lot of people don't end up taking new client fills in the first place. But like I said, it's sometimes a really good opportunity. So just go about it in a way that works best for you. I, um, for a long time, would just do consultations and then book them for whatever service that they needed. Um, and then I've also tried it where we booked out like a two-hour appointment and just, um, and just you know, did what we could in that two hours. If you do want to have a new client fill option on your menu, um, it can be prefaced with like must book a consultation first or must send in photos first. Uh, whatever it is, um, make sure that it is priced correctly. And if you do end up doing a removal in full set instead of like just a fill um, or yeah, instead of just a fill, make sure you are pricing that as a removal in full set and not like the new client fill price. Because you may have some sneaky people who know they need a removal in full set and just book the new client fill and try to get away with that. I'd like to start wrapping up this episode and just give you a few other things to think about. Um, when you're with a client, especially for the first time, there is a level of expertise and professionalism that has to be communicated and conveyed. Um, that's not going to happen if you save all of your aftercare talk to the, you know, the point where they're like looking in the mirror or checking out and paying. Um, you cannot be telling them like, hey, make sure you're cleansing and yada, yada, because they're not listening. They're like really ready to go. They're checking their phone. You really need to be talking to them a little bit throughout the appointment. Um, what I like to do is talk to them about cleansing in the beginning of the appointment. I tell them, hey, I'm going to talk to you about aftercare towards the middle of the appointment. And once, you know, I'm in my groove, I'm getting most of the set done, I'm getting towards the end, I, I start to talk to them about aftercare and fills and what those entail. I make sure to tell my clients up front, like, hey, a fill is timed. 
I'll be recommending to you when to come back the next time. We'll get that pre-booked before you leave. Um, make sure that your clients understand that a fill is not a full set. Like if they come back with a few lashes on, you're not going to have enough time to get them 100% full. Having these conversations up front, believe it or not, are going to set up your relationship with that client to be as smooth as possible. You're also going to be retaining clients um, a lot better whenever your clients know how to be a good client. So fill expectations and aftercare and how to book and when to book and what to book that's all up to you and just remaining professional through every single visit with them making sure that every single time you see them it's not just like hey girl how's your weekend it's starting with like hi how are you and tell me about your lashes do you want anything different how do they last for you oh i'm seeing a little bit of buildup here let's talk about cleansing and it's just professional recommendation in the beginning if you'd like to you know let them vent to you and you um, build that relationship with them over time that's totally fine but your professionalism still has to remain that way if you have policies that you need to enforce you're able to do that comfortably and um, it doesn't make things weird with your clients a lot of times I see in forums there's like a thread that gets posted and it's a client saying like hey girl um i can't make it today yada yada and the client is like really upset or mentions that it's happened more than once and just by seeing the thread and you know the endearing names and stuff like that like it's it's kind of like i can see why the client thinks that that is okay and it starts with our you know we teach our clients how to treat us and how to um, respect us so Obviously, um, I think that is just something that falls on us. This also goes for clients who are confused about how often they should be coming in and they kind of just stretch their appointments out as long as they can. They come back with two lashes on each eye. That is an expectation that we are setting from day one. Um, either way, if you are lax about things and don't communicate and don't educate, you're going to have clients that like do that type type of stuff. You need to be telling them like, hey, I will be recommending to you every time I see you what you need to book and when you need to book. And um, again, that's just part of like being informative and professional. All right, well, that wraps up this episode. I hope it was helpful for you. If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask a question, I would gladly do a follow-up episode or answer anything in a later episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll be back next Monday with the next episode.